Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I'm wearing a zip-up sweatshirt. That's how we start this program. Top story. That's what I'm wearing. For those who might be watching on Roku, you know uh, you know it, you see it, you admire it. Uh, for those who are listening, you now have a, a word picture uh, painted for you here on this program uh, on uh, Coast to Coast on the Roku channel. And then, of course, around the world, if you are listening to us on Terrestrial Radio or Sirius XM or Odyssey or our podcast, we love uh, hearing from those who uh, listen to our podcast, uh, our uh, our show account just retweeted uh, an individual who we greatly appreciate because we say he says we we, we get him through his overnights. Hey, now. Uh, we love it. We love people listening to our podcast. Please subscribe um, and you listen to all three hours whenever you're darn well. Please, it's your right. Uh, good to have anybody uh, out there watching, listening to call in eight four four two zero four rich being the number dive dial here on the rich house good to see you over there christopher how are you hey rich it's the last day of movember yes it is get a, get oh, a there good you look. go give a get a good look get a good look get a good, good look before we pour Sorry. one out before we pour Ooh. one out uh rich eisen show um a stoppage time expert mike del tufo <laughs> is here good that to see eight, you mike it was eight minutes in the uh, last match on the uh good description <laughs> good description you it was it. <laughs> it was eight minutes of stoppage time on Tunisia just yes. beating France, France but unfortunately France. Tunisia did not get the results elsewhere right. in Group D Maybe and Australia, Australia moves on for Australia for those who are uh, tuning into our show for your World Cup <laughs> up to the minute update. Good to see you over there, T.J. Jefferson. Light the candle, brother. It, it's lit and it's good to be seen. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do know that. Good to good to have everybody here on What's this up, program. Uh, Desmond Howard, one of my favorite human beings on the planet. There have been. Uh, a handful of people who have made my life uh, so uh, enjoyable. Uh, Outside of us because in this I root room? For, oh, no, I'm talking about people who I, I, I root for and yeah, watch. Yeah, like us. No, who I root for and they make me so happy based on the result of their uh, either collegiate or professional football games oh. being played. Oh, okay. So I guess I my guess intramurals. I, my gosh, you really want count. me to drill down? Not I, mean, I, I had the point park intramural flag football record for two-point conversions. I had no idea you were so needy. You know, just saying. <laughs> um... <laughs> So De- Desmond Howard from uh, Soup to Nuts um, has, has just made me so uh, thrilled. Uh, I mean, uh, other people have made me thrilled. Charles Woodson, Derek Jeter, I would say, are up on that list. Aaron Judge. Uh, Aaron Judge is on that list. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I had to name a top five people who have made my uh, Reggie Jackson. A re- top five real quick. Uh, top five people who have made my life so enjoyable from their sports. sporting exploits. Yes. Um, top five. Uh, I'd go... Um, Jeter, Jeter, no, <laughs> Jeter. God, what's the matter with you people? I'm asking. Can I talk question? for crying out loud? I'm sorry, Rich. All you needy people. Don't look at me. I know. Chris Brockman. Um, so top five. I've got uh, Reggie Jackson. I would go uh, Woodson. I would go um, Jeter. I would go Judge and, and maybe Desmond Howard. Okay. Oh, Mattingly. Could be number one. Oh, Mattingly. Oh, I see, Rich. I got one more. I, I, you, you, at any rate, yeah. Desmond's on this program. Oof. Lots to talk about with him. 
Lots to talk about with him. Uh, we will we'll revisit his prediction prior to the season. It was not great. Except he did predict Michigan to win it all, and that's still alive. Everything else has taken yeah. seven bullets like the Don. <laughs> yeah, everything else. Everything else has taken bullets. Texas A&M, Pitt, oh. and Baylor. Oh. Whereas other choices. I mean, they're having decent seasons. But right? let's, talk, let's talk about an actual current four from the college football playoff committee. They have spoken. They have spoken. And the college football playoff committee going into championship, conference championship weekend. Say Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, USC 4. And then like the all-important fifth position. Yep. Because one would think that's the first team in if there's one that trips up and merits being kicked out of the top four. That would be the Ohio State University. And they just went straight up, it looks like, win-loss record. That's it. Except for the fact that um, one would think they'd have put Tennessee above Alabama since Tennessee actually has beaten Alabama. We do recall that was Alabama's first loss, and I think that is part and parcel, one would say, just in case there's a total complete meltdown and they decide to swap out, for some reason, three teams out of the top four. I also think Hendon Hooker being out. That's the one, I I guess. So, But it shouldn't matter. I mean, it's a win-loss. Win-loss. Unless you think this is a situation where you want to have a team in that gives you the best level of competition. And in that regard, the College Football Playoff Committee believes, I guess, that the Ohio State will give a better game to anybody else than Alabama. Now, I'll just say this. Georgia loses to LSU. They're still in. Maybe not one. Maybe not one, but they're, they're still, still in. in. Yep. Michigan loses to Purdue. They're still in. Yep. Maybe not two. TCU loses to Kansas State. Are they out? I think by putting them three, they're probably still in. Now, that's where I would have the issue. And you could say the same thing to US about USC as well. And this has nothing to do with Ohio State being five. Pardon me. Let me rephrase that. This has nothing to do with the Ohio State being five. Want to be respectful of a team that might be coming back from the dead. Because if USC trips up against Utah and loses for the second time this season against the Utes for two losses but against just one team, it looks like that's where... the Ohio State just sitting on its couch, licking its wounds from a 22-point home thumping in the game. They'll just come right in. And uh, uh, we're assuming they'll get their players who were hurt against Michigan back. And they'll be better in the college football semifinal than the team that just got thumped at home. They'll be healthier. And if TCU loses to Kansas State, maybe Ohio State takes that spot, too. If both of them lose, does Ohio State and Alabama both pop up and take three and four? And the question I have for the committee, and anyone else out there, please call 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Why should 
TCU and USC get punished for playing in their conference championship game. Something that Ohio State, the Ohio State and Alabama did not reach. Just a question to be asked. And I would still be asking it if Michigan was the one on the outside looking in. I would proffer to say Michigan wouldn't be sitting there at five if Michigan was the one who lost by 22 in that game. Let's just be blatantly honest here. This college football playoff committee would have punished Michigan much harder than they punished Ohio State. Because for uh, some, you don't know that. That's you a don't know fact. That, that is on. a come fact. On. Come on, Rich. You don't know that. I do know that. You don't know that. I do know that. Your 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 ADs on the committee. I do. It doesn't matter. You're not getting. Now, come on. Now, that's unfair. I do feel that way. Tell about your feelings. It is my feelings. I have a question for you, real quick. Just, I mean, again, the the disrespect. I mean, Michigan was the 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 what one touchdown underdog, despite being defending Big Ten champs going into that game. You know. Mm-hmm. Do I need to explain to you why you were? No, a I understand. Underdog? No, I no, I, I do understand that because okay. Michigan's not not as good as Ohio State. Is there a chance these apparently. two can meet again, dude? I mean, oh, that's now now that's here. Here's the deal. Yes, there is a big time chance that these two teams meet again. Because if Kansas State wins and Utah wins and the college football playoff committee decides to swap out half of its current four, you'd see Ohio State three, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, three, though? Yeah, probably three. Yeah. Above Alabama. Oh. They currently are. Or you just put TCU down to four and put Ohio State three. Three. Sure. And run it back in the college football I mean, semifinal. Ohio State by putting them five, like we said, they're in position if one of these teams falter to to get in there. So why don't you answer the question that I asked then, of the original one? Why should a team be penalized for playing in their conference championship game and losing in it? Because you lost. I know. There, all three teams are coming. Would have been coming off of a loss. But the thing is, Ohio with US, State the thing and with those USC, other two. though, is, Rich, is that that would be the second loss to Utah. Right. Whereas Ohio State still only has one loss. Okay. So then, then put TCU in that mix, then. But that TCU would, loses to Kansas State. Should, be it be, own, should it be, should, should it be supplanted be by Ohio here. State? Uh, probably not. TCU, top to bottom, has been a really good team this year, really strong. Big 12, not as strong, but... What do you think? Got to take a stand, TJ. I don't know. That's I, not it, that's not an acceptable answer. Well, the thing is, I don't. You're on the college football committee. Congratulations! <laughs> I just I just made you uh, a, a college football playoff. That. That's what we got to do here. That's what you got to do. I think, the, I think the pressure is all on USC to stay number four. Friday night, Las mm-hmm. Vegas, Nevada. So they have to win. They're in, and then that's your four. I think it's locked in. Right? Who is favorite in that in? game, Chris? Who's favorite in the game? I think USC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Even though they've already taken an L to them already, right? Well, on the last play of the last game, on a two-point when, when did they play? Like uh, a month ago, right? No, they played uh, it was early, mid, early. mid-season. It was okay. mid-season. That's, yeah. Well, that would be a month ago. I kind of, at this point, <laughs> I think I, just for the storyline purposes, I'm down for anything that gets Ohio, Ohio State, State Michigan. In. So maybe we could see a run back one more time. Well, if that's the case, then I want Alabama back in just so it's Georgia, Alabama, USC, Michigan, and let's have some fun. But I think USC deserves to be in the playoff with the season they've had. They have the Heisman Trophy winner. They got a new coach. 
the 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 luster, the the, the celebration. It's back. USC West Coast football. It'd be really cool to see them in the That's final true. four. I'm I'm willing to take phone calls on this very subject. Eight four four two zero four Rich being the number to dial here on the program. And Desmond Howard will get his opinion on this. You know. What does he have to say? Mina Kimes is in studio in the middle of our program. We'll talk National Football League with the NFL live co-host and analyst and podcaster from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. She was here in September, I believe, so it's good to have a return visit. wonder how she's feeling about her Hawks. Patrick Peterson, Peterson. of the Minnesota Vikings taking Peterson. on Mike White and the New York Jets. QB1. Mike White, the only Jet quarterback in the last uh, 30 years have three touchdowns and 300-yard games in multiple contests. Man, if only somebody would have predicted that. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Mike White needs the next Jets home game. Let's just say the Jets beat the Vikings. Okay? You, you know what? Uh, I like where you're going with this. <laughs> Let's just say the Jets Where's beat the Vikings. Where's my schedule here? It happen. Are they – Mike Hoskins, could you throw up the Jets schedule? Are they home – are they home in week 14? Right what is the Jets' schedule, Rich? Because I need Mike White, if they beat the Vikings, to show up at home. Yeah, they're, oh, oh, they're at Buffalo. Go ahead. It's good, because it's going to be cold there. Show up at Buffalo. Get off the bus wearing the Namath fur coat. That's what I need. <laughs> oh, man. I need Mike White, who just dominated the Bears, had a 30-point fantasy day, three hundy, three tutties, He's going to beat the Vikings. Mm -hmm. He's going to put on the chains on the flight home. <laughs> that video is going to go so viral. Oh, gosh. And then we go into Buffalo. Mike White, Mike White, White shows Chains. up in the Namath fur coat. Oh, like Let's go. Great That's idea. what I need. I'm here for that. Mike White taking on the Minnesota Vikings in the dome and then showing up to Buffalo to sweep the Bills. Putting on a fur coat. That's what I'm saying, Rich. I, I need that for you. If I'm going to do a 180 on wanting you to not be sad and be happy now, <laughs> you go all in. then I need to go all in on this. And I need you to be peak chestiness with your Jets fandom. Peak chestiness and is a great band, by the way. roll right in with Mike White in the fur coat. Peak chestiness is a great band. The Jets then have home games against Detroit Thursday night against Jacksonville at Seattle. At Miami to wrap things up. I mean, up. seriously, you can be on like a five-game winning streak going into the last week of the year. Holy smokes. Holy cow. Mike Holy White, baby. Mother. Okay, I like it. I like the cut of your jib, sir. I the do last, like it's it. It's the last day of November. Here's the deal, though. Mike White will not rock a mink coat, right? Or he won't rock a fur. So we got to do like an all-white sweatsuit. That seems like something that's probably more. I think, I think. I don't yeah, think we're going to see it this. Is. There it is. Yeah. I would love to see this. And the pants, Mike too? Mike White showing up in that in outfit. Bottoms. Yep. If he shows up off the plane in Buffalo <laughs> wearing that. I really think, though. That would be great. You've got to go to a pants. playoff game to pull this off, though. No, if he don't. does this regular season, that could backfire. By the way, take, put, take, take, pop that photograph back up uh, one more time. That's Shea Steam, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that the old Shea? Because of the big scoreboard in the background. Well, right. Isn't that the old Shea scoreboard right yes, there? Yes, that's the big Shea Steam But why would, why would Joe be not playing? Post it might have been after he. I don't know. Is that the old Shea? It's was he? I mean, the old Shea Stadium. I don't know. Could have been like his, like the Joe Witty. Mike White, baby, can do that. Goals. Mike White can. Mike White. Life goals. I do love it. Goals. Let's go. 
Let's uh, take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Let's talk about what the College Football Playoff Committee did. Do you agree with it? Do you think it needs to be tweaked? Desmond Howard, everybody. Heisman Trophy winner, Super Bowl MVP. That's quite the double dip, don't you think? (laughs) Coming up. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed uh, and uh, we're free now to turn to our phone line and find one of my favorite people on the planet, um, the Super Bowl MVP and Heisman Trophy winner, and he is a delight to watch on the worldwide leader in sports, talking college football and more, right here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, Desmond Howard. How you doing, Des? Oh, Rich, I tell you what, I'm doing fantastic, my friend, and thanks for having me, man. I'm looking forward to I've been looking forward to – to speaking with you all week, so this is a, a great uh, pleasure for me. That is uh, uh, music to my ears. Right back at you. Um, so, what do you think of the college football playoff committee's decision last night, one through six? What do you think? Well, I don't think there are, I guess, many surprises. You know, everyone wants to see where the Buckeyes will fall after, um, you know, they get. Um, soundly um, beaten by Michigan Saturday afternoon in Columbus. So everyone wanted to see where would they fall. And, um, you know, they put them at five, and so there's an outside chance that they can get in. But if everyone holds serve this weekend, then there's, there's no chance that Ohio State gets into the top four. As a matter of fact, what's really interesting is if they don't get into the top four, would the Rose Bowl pick them again for their game, or would they pick Penn State, who's in the top ten, too? Huh. Well, I mean, yeah. one would think if if the results stay, um, it, it, it come in on uh, this weekend, Friday night in Vegas, 
and then TCU versus Kansas State on Saturday. If USC and TCU win, that that right. would mean Ohio State and Utah would be once again um, ready to be matched up in the Rose Bowl. That 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 would you know that was last year, and it was a highly entertaining game. Um, yeah. But I don't know if yeah. you know that that would be uh, uh, you know uh, something that people would want to see in the Rose Bowl. But we're talking college football semifinal here. The question right. is, uh, I would have for you: if TCU does in fact slip up to Kansas State, do you think it would be a a viable option um, and something that the college football playoff committee would do? Take a team in Ohio State that would be sitting on its couch off a twenty-two point beatdown loss at home and supplant a, a, a team that uh, performed so well in the regular season, it earned the right to play for its conference championship. What do you think? You know, i tell you what, Rich, I'm going to take you back. So about three or four weeks ago, I've been asking on our show, College Game Day, and I've asked on other shows, too, and I brought it up in the meeting. I said, because the whole conversation was, well, you know, if Michigan loses to Ohio State in a couple of weeks and three weeks or whatever at the end of the season, then Michigan's going to be out because they don't like Michigan's non-conference schedule. I'm like, okay, we all get that. We're fine with that. Whatever. But how about the other side, the reverse, if Ohio State loses this game? Is this an elimination game for both teams? And no one ever wanted to answer that question. And then Reese Davis, a week ago, mm-hmm. presented that same scenario to – Boo Corrigan, the um, selection committee chairperson, and he avoided it. So it just seems like there's this hesitancy to say that Ohio State's out. Like, if there's a backdoor way for them to get in, it seems like they would try to get them in. Um, And that's just the feeling I get because no one ever wanted to address the flip side of the Michigan-Ohio State game. They're all fine with Michigan losing because, hey, hey, and they had such a weak non-conference schedule. There's no way they're going to get in. Okay, we get that. But how about if Ohio State loses at home? Hmm. We're talking now, let's let's put it in context, Rich. The Heisman front-running, front-runner running back was gone. Blake didn't play. Their other running back played with one hand. The edge rusher, Mike Morris, he was banged up, maybe gave them ten snaps. Um, uh, you know, the tight end, he was banged up. I mean, if you listen to Pete Thamel before the game, it was like a, it was like a, a, a CVS receipt length of injuries for Michigan. And the flip side was, hey, it's sunny, it's 50 degrees, there's no wind, it's perfect weather for C.J. Strong in this passing game. This is, I'm hearing... This is the game. Everyone's talking about Jim Knowles, the new defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State. This is the game that he was brought here for. This defense is so much different than they were a year ago. They're going to show you that. You know, it was like so everything seemed like it was in Ohio State's favor to go out on that field and smash Michigan. And the reverse happened. So if you're in that committee, um, you know, it's college football selection committee room, and you're trying to weigh everything out, it's hard not to look at those other factors, too, when you're splitting hairs about who's going to be in that fourth spot. So the way, the manner in which Ohio State lost, you think, is a significant subtractor, and even if Kansas State knocks off TCU, 
um, that they, TCU should still be in, is what you're saying. If it's a close game, yeah, if it's a, co- a close competitive game, I, I do believe that TCU should be in. Now, what will the selection committee do? I'm of the belief that they they may try to get Ohio State in just because of the fact that they were never, ever willing to say that the Michigan-Ohio State game was an elimination game for both teams. And then, you know, we know the factors involved, everything that was going into it, and they still end up, you know, losing by 20-plus points on their own field. I wonder, Desmond Howard, if you want to take a bite at this one, I'll give it to you. It's what we call a spinning curve in the zone. Why do you think everyone was so ready to bury Michigan and you think everybody is looking for an excuse to resuscitate Ohio State? What do you, what do you make of that, Desmond? Why? That's a really good question. And I, I really can't – I mean, it's hard for me to place my finger on it. You know, I, you know, I think that some people, they're turned off or they've been turned off by the behavior of Jim Harbaugh at times. I think, you know, so when you don't like a coach, then you don't like his team. I mean, outside of that, I mean, we got like a great group of guys when you just listen to them in post-game interviews, the mm. way they conduct themselves, the way they handle themselves, the way they, they uh, attack, um, you know, the, the, their opponents on the field. It's like you have nothing negative to say about those guys. So, I mean, really, outside of that, I, I don't know. What, what's, what's, what's your theory? What's your philosophy on this? Because I have no idea why people are so willing to, you know, attack Michigan, but they're unwilling to criticize Ohio State. Well, I mean, I before you came on, I, I said that if Michigan had lost the game by 22, there wouldn't even be a backdoor uh, available for Michigan. They, they, they might have even put Alabama above Michigan. Uh, my colleague, Chris Brockman, across the way, said, called that unfair, right? You said that was an unfair supposition, Chris? Mitch, everything you say with Michigan and Ohio State is just like, it's slanted. So just just be objective. That's now, I, I am being objective about it. I, 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 a million percent am being objective about it. As I said going in, I said if it was a close game, I think that both teams should have been in. That's what I was said. Yeah. I said that going into the game. And, you know, I would have said the same thing coming out of it. Now, now that I'm, I'm bringing this up, though, you, brought, you asked me the question. I, I just think that, again, um, when, when Ohio State uh, played Notre Dame, because Notre Dame, I guess, felt it was okay to play Ohio State when Michigan asked to, that, that schedule got, got bounced. They, they took Michigan off their schedule. Um, but long story short, um, that, yes, the non-conference schedule was weak. But I also think the way that Michigan had played football all year long, it was centered around Blake Corum. Nobody saw coming that J.J. McCarthy could pull off what he did against Ohio State. And I think that they, they thought that Ohio State was a much more versatile team um, and that last year was a one-off. That's the other one, too. I think I thought a lot of people thought last year was a one-off. But I guess, you know, um, placing all this aside for the moment, are we just rearranging chairs and it's Georgia's world anyway? What do you think, Desmond? Well, I'll tell you what, I do agree with you that I think that people believe that last year was a, a one-off. You know, hey, well, they just had the great edge rushers and Jabo and, and Hutchinson. And, of course, they had that Swiss Army knife and Dax Hill. But they lost all that now. And the, the coordinator, he's gone. There's no way they're going to be able to repeat that. And now you're talking about them going to the shoe? Oh, hell no. There's no way they're going to be able to repeat it. So they thought it was a one-off. Now I think they're believers, though. Now I think they believe in the culture that Jim Harbaugh, his assistant coaches, and don't forget, 
he's on a new set of coordinators because he lost his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator from a year ago. And so, but it's the culture there. So now people are starting to say, wow, we get it. Uh, yeah, Georgia's strong, man. Georgia's a team, Rich, that, you know, when they decide to, like, get serious and turn it on, you know, they are very, very talented. And um, so we've seen them play down to their opponents, um, I guess, talent level, and we've seen them rise to the occasion of big games. I mean, I was at the Tennessee game, and the score is really no indication of, of, of the beatdown that they were really issuing to the volunteers that afternoon in between the hedges. So very talented. Um, they can rise to the occasion like no other. Really curious to see what happens in this, this LSU SEC championship game because LSU, they come in there now limping, embarrassed. They just dropped a game. They should have won the Texas A&M, which is a really, really, you know, team that struggled this season. So I want to you know what, what their mentality is going to be like in um, – I think it's going to be a better game than people anticipate. I really do. Yeah, I mean, if LSU had not tripped up to Texas A&M, it's possible. I mean, that the college football playoff committee could have had LSU sitting there at five um, with the right to play in in the SEC championship game. That 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 could have been uh, feasible. They might have even popped them in above uh, uh, USC to basically say, if you win, you're in too. Um, that yeah. would have been interesting, yeah. but unfortunately for, for LSU and Brian Kelly, that did not happen. I've got Desmond yeah. Howard here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, who's your Heisman vote going to right now, Des? Who we? Uh, to me, um, it's really still open. Um, I need to see these games this weekend, these championship games. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's because of the injuries, it's almost like, you know, I don't want to say it's Heisman by default, but you're starting to look for other candidates because on the ballot – you have a first place, second place, and third place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if you felt as though, okay, well, now because this guy's injured and this guy's injured, I guess I'll put this guy in the first place spot. But you still got second and third place you got to fill, too, which almost becomes by default. So it's a very interesting, um, probably one of the more uneventful Heisman races this season, you know, because if you – our show, we have yet to talk about the Heisman race, which is crazy. We're about to do our last show on Saturday, and we have yet to talk about it. So that lets you know just, like, I guess how um, uneventful it has been. Now, if Quorum didn't get injured in the Illinois game and if Hendon Hooker didn't get injured in the South Carolina game, then we're talking about a completely different race up to this point. But, I mean, those are guys who are front runners on several ballots going into those games. So, you don't think Caleb Williams is uh, is the man, is the guy? I mean, seeing what you've seen out of him, and USC clearly could make the college football playoff. I mean, that run that yeah. he 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 just um, pulled off against Notre Dame, where he gained forty yards, but he really ran eighty yards in doing it, was was eye popping. Is is he or he's not the 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 default guy right now? You don't think? I. I there are people who are putting up in the, in the slap in the number one pole position, but I think the people just don't really respect TCU enough to look um, critically at Max Duggan. I think Max Duggan is having a magical season. I think that people aren't really paying much attention to him. It's almost like 
you know, like the college football selection committee, right, the playoff selection committee, when the initial rankings came out, I believe they had, like, TCU, like, at seven or something like that, and they had Clemson at four. Now, from a football judgment standpoint, there's no way in hell you would ever put Clemson over TCU this season based on how they've, they've looked on the football field. So I say that because you give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt. And then some people, they just have to really do much more to prove it to you than others. So Caleb Williams is a guy who came into USC with a tremendous amount of hype because of what he did at Oklahoma. And now he's following Lincoln Riley to Southern California. So people are kind of familiar with the name. They're familiar with the style. Lincoln Riley has already had a couple of Heisman winners. So you don't, you don't really have to do as much to impress people. Duggan... He's starting from a different spot in people's minds. So he has to do more. You know, hmm. Sonny Dykes and TCU, they have to do more. Like, they really had to, you know, go out there and prove it week in and week out for them to be where they are as far as um, in the college football rankings at number three and for Max Duggan to be, an, um, I guess, considered a Heisman finalist too. But Max Duggan, when you look at what he's done, what he means to that team and what he's taking that team, and Rich, he wasn't even the starter at the beginning of the season. Like, he has, like, this fascinating story. But when he didn't win the starting job, he was like, listen, I'm going to be the best teammate and the best backup I can be. I'm not going to sit here and bitch and moan and complain and talk about I want to go to the transfer portal. I'm going to be that guy that's going to help my team in the position I am, whether it's a backup or not. And then he got the nod to be the starter after the starter got injured, and the rest is history. So if he has a good performance against Kansas State, he might get your vote? what you're saying for Heisman. He's definitely one of, one of the – he's a, a strong candidate for the first-place vote, absolutely. Okay. Before I let you go, Desmond, a moment for us. I don't care. 22-point um, okay. win for Michigan this past week, yeah. 25 yeah. the year before. Neither of them, yeah. however, touched the last uh, biggest victory that Michigan's had over Ohio State, a 28-point margin of victory in your famous Heisman pose game back in 1991. Um, how much crap do you get when you're setting that? What was what was Saturday like for you before and throughout? Walk me through your Saturday, being in Columbus, Ohio, Desmond. Well, well, Rich, it's um, it's a very strange energy when I'm there, and I just try to, you know, because there's like no other place where I go, and I just try to. Well, you're from Ohio. You were from it. Ohio, Desmond. You're 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 from Ohio. You know that's correct. Right, that's Born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. There you go. Um, uh-huh. I didn't didn't leave the main streets of Cleveland, Ohio until I went to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay. And um, yeah, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a Ohio native. Yep. And I just tell you, I started the morning mm-hmm. by popping up on the game day desk mm-hmm. and staring down the crowd as the booze rained down <laughs> upon me. That, that's, that's how I started my Saturday morning. Uh-huh. And. Um, and that was me just embracing and just using all of that negativity and and channeling channeling my um my uh, my, my my Wolverine ancestors to help me through this these three hours I'm about to have to go through with these people just you know booing every time they see me on the screen and every time I open my mouth and um, I was able to to power through it so to speak with the help of. Um, you know the Wolverine faithful, so that and that that pretty much sums up the the television part, and then the rest. I was on the sideline with you guys. I saw you have Bruce Feldman 
on the show too. Yep. And I was on the sideline talking to Bruce, and um, you know we we pretty much saw the same thing. And, and one more thing, at halftime, mm-hmm. I spoke to David Pollock on the bus, and I said, David, as as a Michigan alum. I'm really comfortable with us being down three points or Michigan being down three points, mm-hmm. um, knowing that we that they just they just to me they had just taken Ohio State's best shot in that first half. Like cause to me, Ohio State clearly outplayed Michigan in the first half, and they were only up by three points. I said so. Going the second half, our guys. You know the the coaches at Michigan they make really good adjustments at halftime. I said so as a Michigan alum, down three points in the shoe, based on what I've seen so far in the first half, I'm comfortable with this. Well, we would have signed for it uh, prior to the game, or certainly after Jim made the decision to kick the ball to them first, uh, put the defense, Michigan's defense, on first, and then Ohio State just, I mean, knife through hot butter their way right down the field. Um, yes, and until did. Cornelius Johnson made that catch and run on a third down, by the way, that uh, a catch that 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 existed because JJ uh, made a great throw with a, a rush right in his face, and the game turned right then and there. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is amazing, right? I mean, like he is as good as they come from what you've seen. And uh, uh, other than that catch, he, he was pretty much removed from the game and now uh fans kind of want uh, ryan day removed didn't you sort of say that on game day prior to the game that if that happened I, and did, did kirk give you a little bit of grief for that des well i mean hey you, you know i i 100 percent predicted that on game day i don't know if it's running on any loops around you know around here but um yeah that's exactly what i said and i said you know um they they we and everyone else need to understand that Ryan Day has been talking about the revenge factor and, you know, they're going to, they were scarred last year and all of this stuff. And I said, well, it's be, I would be hesitant to, I would say, for lack of a better um, phrase, put all the eggs in this one basket because you've had a great season. Mm-hmm. And once you start to sell to your fans, to your alumni, to your team, that this is everything. And if you happen to stumble, then everybody's going to look like it, look at you like your season was a complete failure. And I said, if he loses a second time in a row to Michigan, I said they're going to want to get Urban Meyer off of that Fox set and have him coach. That's exactly that's what happened. What I said. And that's exactly exactly what happened. However, um, now the college football playoff committee has spoken. Um, th- this, these two teams could face each other again. I mean, that's entirely feasible right now, Des. Yeah, entirely. It's, it's, it's an option. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the likelihood of them going uh, – being put in a position where they would face Michigan first is on. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think they'll go to four. They'd have to play in you got Georgia that, at one. Got it. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, and then they will have to tussle with Georgia, which would be interesting. It would be interesting, Desmond. Yeah. Always interesting chatting with you. Uh, you the best. Take care of yourself and your family, and let's chat down the road, and certainly uh, maybe potentially see each other in Los Angeles. Who knows? Right. Rich, it's always an honor and a pleasure doing your show, well, and. Go Blue.
Attaboy. Go Blue. Right back at you. Desmond Howard, everybody. <laughs> right here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. <laughs> you guys surprised that uh, Des isn't just um, saying it's Caleb Williams' statue? I am a little surprised at that, yeah. actually. Don't sleep on Duggan. Don't sleep on this kid. Wow. Hell of a story at TCU. Hell of a story. I think my just favorite thing is the giddiness that you two, you, while being professional and doing your job, <laughs> but it's just you can still feel like the giddiness. And I, that's well, the kind of thing that I just like and, and find. I'm, I'm trying to temper fun. myself, certainly I, since I can <laughs> sense uh, uh, Chris's uh, displeasure with each passing uh, syllable that we said to one another. I would say Desmond's probably just doing the thing. Like, Caleb Williams is minus 3,000 on some sports books, so. Well, he's got the vote. He has a vote. That guy is part of Heisman House. That so we've seen. 2,000 other people. I'm just saying. Isn't that crazy? It, it, How many people it, vote for that? A lot. A lot. <laughs> just a lot. How many unqualified people are voting for this? Uh, probably not as many as you'd think. Who knows, man? But, I don't have that vote. Will anybody give me a vote? You just I, want, get a vote I, get, on, I get a vote in my own house. You just want a vote for anything. <laughs> I guess this is, is this the only place I get a vote? Yeah, but then you got to deal with us. Yeah, sometimes we outvote you. We'll take yeah. a break. Power rankings, those are yours. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Those are his power rankings. Yes. There are many like them. But this one is mine. There you go. And I'm going <laughs> to give that I'm going to give that to you later. Everybody. Very yes. good. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Mina Kimes making her way here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mina, 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 And, Mina, uh, Mina. you know, we're going to also be talking about the uh, U.S. men's national team. What a game. Yes. And what we saw yesterday when we went off the air. And everything else, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. There it is. 31-3 final. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Last night, uh, Chris Brockman was busy being father of the year. Uh, missed out a shot uh, that T.J. Jefferson took took uh, full advantage of. Yes, indeed. Last night, I was uh, honored to be asked to lead a panel, a four-year consideration panel for the Screen Actors Guild's awards. That are going to be uh, the nominations are going to be announced soon. The voting is going on right now for the TV show Winning Time. 
on HBO, which you know uh, we, we all love. love. We love that yeah. show. We yeah. all love. Rodney Barnes, who's an executive producer and writer of the show. The yep. showrunner Max Borenstein was there as they well. There, yep. Quincy Isaiah, who plays Magic Johnson. Nice. Finally got you two to link up. That was And nice. John C. Riley. Yes. Was there. And my favorite question I asked the, the, the two actors came at the end, Chris. Okay. Where I asked Quincy Isaiah what it was like to put on the Laker uniform and be Magic Johnson for the first time. Okay. And... TJ, he spoke like a kid who opened up a Christmas present underneath the tree, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Now, did he did he say he has some game? He said he has well, his he said, own <laughs> game, right? <laughs> he said he's been working out at LA Fitness, so you know he's got a little bit oh, of game. Okay. Yeah. So he's got Could the you imagine, he's getting some run in LA Could Fitness. You imagine you're at LA Fitness run. here in Los Angeles, and Quincy Isaiah shows right? up. Is that ma- is magic? That's hilarious. And his 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 smile is a million watts in person as well. He's the same guy. Is he playing himself, kind of? Is he? Don't you think he is? Yeah. You know, here's the funny thing he said, Brockman, though. He grew up a, a big Shaq fan, right? Okay. So Quincy, during the panel, said that his goal was always to play Shaq in a biopic. Oh. So he was like, so I, but he goes, I got magic. And that's, you know, that's cool too. Almost like Magic Johnson's a distant second to Shaq's story. And then John C. followed that up. He goes, well, maybe when we get to Shaq in our story, you can switch from playing magic to playing Shaq. And he was like, eh, I don't know about that. That's pretty funny. Very funny. And then I asked John C. Riley the same question about putting, like, looking like Jerry Buss for the first time. You know, putting on a Jerry Buss gear. Well, that whole remember that whole scene where it's the the comb over scene where what it takes to get him ready each day. Oh my God! I think he said that the shirt, um, the shirt. It's 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 three buttons open. Two buttons for business. For business, right? Three buttons for family, and then all six if it's just hanging out. (laughs) It's just hanging out. He also that there's a button system depending on the scene. I like that. And he also <laughs> we should adopt that here. John C. also told a story about how he met Jeannie Buss at a Laker game, and he was like, you know, yeah, and she out. and she complimented she him. Complimented him. He's like, because did you her, know my dad? And he was like, no, I never met him. He and, said she said that his uh, she he said that she told him mm-hmm. that the real Dr. Jerry Buss was a big fan of musicals and loved him personally in the movie oh, Chicago. Chicago. He got nominated for an Oscar for And he, he said he, he got all misty about yeah, it. Yeah, she said, because uh, Dr. Buss said, I, that guy, he goes, he's someone who can make you laugh and can make you cry, and that's a sign of a good actor. And he was like, he got all... And he, and he said he got all... How you about know, that? Especially since... <laughs> he thought when he showed up at Staples he was going to get ejected. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, By the way, that's when it was Staples. Yeah. Way back. Oh, back yeah. 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 I and think he, this is he, probably he, the pre-crypto years. He so. did say that Jeannie said, look, you know, the Lakers aren't taking part in this, but I do want you to know. Yes, you and, know. And, and was free and, and, and let him know. Well, yeah, it was, it was nice. a fun night. And they ordered, I don't know, 200, 300, 300 prime pizzas last yeah, with, night. With special the, the, made, the uh, custom style. made winning time wow. yeah, pizza boxes. Did you guys bring any leftovers he today? Did. He brought them. Uh, it's, it's in my fridge. It's on the ping pong table. Pay I bring no it in with the popcorn maker. I forgot it in the fridge. Pay no mind. Wait, we like pizza. <laughs> Pay no mind, listen, wow. Brockman. Both of us. I bring yeah. it tomorrow. Wow. That's because we're anti-rich with Michigan. It was That's great. True. It was great. Yeah, yeah. And it's entirely crazy. possible you might see me in a wig and a leisure suit. Oh yes, it's possible. So anyway, go to our Instagram if you want to check it out. Yeah, All of it's on our Instagram. Might uh, might might bring, might bring some more winning to winning time. Hey now, Mina Kimes in studio. Hour number two. 